Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Good afternoon, St. Louis DGS on KMOX. A few minutes past 1 p.m. Pretty day, cold day. I think we uh, rebound back tomorrow and then uh, this is kind of normal. Warm normal, yeah. not yeah, eighty-five is, normal. But this is February. Yeah, it shouldn't it's be eighty to be. degrees. Yesterday was not cool. Did you run? Yeah. Did it? Did it hurt? Yeah. 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 Also, because I'm coming back from my right. my COVID fatigue, where I'm dying. Apparently, it's it's amazing. I mean, I was when I say hurting, like I had to stop and walk a couple times. See, that's how the rest of us feel. All yeah, the say time. that's normal yeah. for yeah. all of us. Yeah, that's yeah. like. Yeah. That's when we're peak form. Yeah. <laughs> Probably <laughs> my worst athletic moment was I was fat and I decided, well, if you don't ever do, I'm just going to start running. Uh, I won't lose any weight first. Or I'll, just, I'll just, let's just go. And uh, the house has like a one mile track around it, around the lake. And so I go out there and uh, I, I think it was seven. I think I remember seven steps. And I'm like, <laughs> This hurts. Yeah. 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 Like, I feel like I'm carrying two more people. Yeah. And so I just walked back to the house. Yeah. That's how I feel about my 14th mile. <laughs> in history. Like, yeah. the total. Like, ever. All of them. Isn't it weird? When Phoebe was in sixth grade, they had to run the mile in, I don't know, something impressive. It wasn't like six, but it was something impressive. Like Ten minutes at, at it, sixth grade? At the, very, at the yeah. very most. In sixth grade? In sixth grade. That and seems they, really they, fast. They, that's yeah. what I thought. They, right. That's really fast. It. What is? Like that, for a sixth, sixth grader, grader, ten minutes is pretty fast. Oh, it was, it was ten I mean, minutes there were very high most. school cross-country runners run eight, nine-minute miles, like and if they're decent. They dreaded it, and they cried, oh, and I just yeah. remember thinking, like, yeah, I would, too. Yeah, yeah, that's torture. I would, too. Yep. When I was in 
on the track team at SIU, we uh, it's very country out there and lots of hills. And where the track is, that every day the coach, terrible coach, uh, wanted us <laughs> to all run like two miles or something. Mm-hmm. And so the distance guys did not want us sprinters holding them back. So about 200 yards away, there was a little shed. And every day they would just drop us off there. So we would jog 200 (laughs) meters, sit behind the shed while they would run a couple miles, come back. They'd pick us back up. We'd come back in. Oh, that's great. Track is the, especially track at SIU. I don't know how it is today, but to give you an idea of how slack and bad it was in 1983, (laughs) I was the 100 meter guy. So (laughs) that gives you an idea. Yeah. Right? I was the fastest guy on the team. I ran cross country in high school. That I know that's a lie. And the first practice I showed up like so we we did this thing. We had an we had intramural cross country for the freshman classes. And if your class finished high enough, you'd get a pizza party, right? So the, the homeroom class convinced anybody that played sports to go try this. And I did all right. I finished third, like three straight races. It was only like a mile and a half though. A mile and a half is like, hey, that's not that bad. And I get to practice, and the that's, coach is like, "We're gonna go run out of country." Yeah, first practice, I just <laughs> he, he talks me into cross country, and I'm like, "All right, fine." Um, he leveraged me like other sports, like you'll, you'll never make the basketball team if you don't have that conditioning. I'm like, "All right." And uh, first practice, he goes, "We're gonna run five miles." See, I'm like, "Wait, fi- five in a row?" Yeah, <laughs> I can't run five miles in no, a row. No offense, you're a powerful man. Well, I mean, I was 144 pounds then. Okay. So I mean, I ran cross country for two years. He was only four feet tall. I was yeah. going to say, yeah. yeah. Let's get, let's get. No, I got pictures somewhere. You're going to be like, what a bowling ball running cross country. Like, what yeah. happened? What happened to this guy? No, I've I've gone like so I've changed, like a Spider-Man villain. Yeah, I've I've, uh, I've changed shapes many times. He's a you know, like shifter. like third and fourth grade, I was roundish, and then like, like seventh a... through well through the end of college, I was pretty normal, skinny to normal. Yeah, and then uh, uh, well, you know. Yeah. You see now. Yeah. Just imagine like a basketball rolling down there. <laughs> yeah. Is that Kevin? He's taking no. people out. Isn't this the guy that said a vole was one inch by one no, inch? No, Andrew said yeah, that. Andrew. I didn't say that. Just I nailed it. Perfect first square. Yeah, what, a, what a crazy thought. It's actually three inches by three inches. I'm such an idiot. No, it was five so, by six so, or something. I'm so stupid. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's, it's like I this. love the thing. You can you can say like I've known Andrew so long. You can go like you are the biggest piece of crap. I can't stand you. You are worthless. He'll be like, hey, you want some KFC? But if you say like <laughs> you gave the wrong dimensions for a, for a vole, he's like, oh, I will off. kill all of you. <laughs> <laughs> he's very sensitive. Oh, shut the hell up. Situationally. Yeah, yeah. situationally. He's not overall that sensitive. No, no, Situ- no, no. Situationally. I have enough self-loathing that you can tell me, like, who I am as a person. <laughs> you're like, right? And I'm like, yeah, I can't disagree. But if you're like, if you're like, you were way off about those mice, I'm like, I was off by two inches. <laughs> Which is a lot Which is also, mouse. yes, it's like 67% you're off. What? It's like saying LeBron James is 17 feet tall. Yeah. <laughs> now, I, I don't. I don't want specifics because I think it will hurt my feelings. But in general, what kind of crap do you talk when you go home? Oh, none. No, it's because oh, yeah, right. Come no, on, it we all talk some. It doesn't. It doesn't bother me. Like it doesn't. You know what I mean? Like it's fine. It's all fine. No, it sounds it's like it's fine. It's all fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, that sounds bad. Also, that sounds like you're really talking. Yeah, to usually also, that no. answer when somebody's like, "It's fine," you're it's like, fine. "No, it's not." And if there is a time that I want to, uh, my goodly wife, she just simply does not care. <laughs> that helps. She does not care. And so, and so I'll start to say, and then she has this. Uh, 
The other day I was telling her something about work. It wasn't even complaining. It was just telling a story. And in the middle of it, she's in the car seat next to me. And in the middle of it, like I, the, the car seat. I don't know. It's not a car seat. <laughs> yeah, crazy. Wait, she, she was, was strapped in, in like a toddler. <laughs> yeah. She was in her booster. The passenger seat. <laughs> she has this incredibly stupid game on her phone that's just like block breaking. Like you just match two blocks and they explode. And uh, she just, like, opens that and starts playing it while I'm telling the story. And I was like, all right. Okay, oh, Andrew, right. in Andrew's defense. You could just say you don't care. I was talking to Mason Jar last night, and I was talking and talking, and he goes, you know, we need a code word. I was like, what's a code word? It's like a code word that I can say. Which, safe word. Which means yeah. I'm going to close my eyes while you're talking. <laughs> but I'm still listening. I'm yeah, like, okay. it's a conversation safe word. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm going to close my eyes now. Code gonna, word, you're violating, you're violating a boundary I have. Yeah. It's going to look like I'm getting in the car and leaving, but actually I'm Is listening. everyone like that? Does anyone have their, their significant other come home and start talking about Gladys and the politics and the I think it's Waffle normal. House? I mean, I... I I don't even pretend to care when she's like, so oh, you know what I mean? Okay. And she has and she has legit interesting stuff. Like I don't care about any oh. workplace drama, but I mean she works with animals and she works in a medical setting, so she'll come home and she'll be like, Oh, we had to cut this dog's head off today because it bit somebody. <laughs> I don't think that's how they do it. It is how they do it. <laughs> so if a if a dog bites somebody, the offending part. If you have to put if you have a to put dog down, guillotine. Yeah, if you have to cut if you have to put down a dog because it bites somebody, You're you gotta to remove the head. You have to remove head. the head. You have to remove the head so you can send it to the state. That's how they test it for rabies. That would Wait. that would suck to be the guy that receives those you, packages. And a guy. Come on, that can't What's be. In the and box? A guy. No, he's. I can What's vouch on this one. No, hundred percent serious. I can vouch on this one. Hundred ten percent serious. They. It, that's how you. That's how they test it. I don't know. I think they have to like test the brain. I think that's the whole thing behind it. Do you think these delivery people, like the, this, I don't know if they use postal service or what. Do you think they know those boxes they're dropping off are dog chips. heads? They are aware. I thought you said the S word. <laughs> no. If it fits, it ships. You know why I thought it? Because here's the way my brain works. Just a little inside, Dave. So he's talking about sending dog heads. And then I thought about that thing where you poop in a box and send it oh, off. Oh, Colo Guard. Yeah. Colo Guard. Yeah. And so as I oh, was. I thought you meant the one where as, you prank people. As I was picturing pooping in a box, she said, if it fits, it chips. And I was like, oh, she just said the S word. Yeah. Almost. <laughs> She's can't getting you, close to that one, though. She's like, picture, I like that one. Can't you picture somebody like packing up a dog head and going like. Postal prices are just crazy now. Did she ever come <laughs> home and just like plop down in, in the Easy Boy and just go like, man, we almost lost a vol today. It was about three by three inches. <laughs> I'm like, actually, I think they're one by one, Megan. Not that you would. Not that you would. Did you bring up the vol thing? I did not bring up the vol dude, thing. I forgot about dude, the vol thing. The, you, 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 when you're married, you have to struggle for conversation. Yeah. yeah this yeah. was perfect. It's about animals. It's mm-hmm. about humans. You know how big they are. <laughs> she, she, uh, she, but that's the thing. I can't compete with animals because she always has much better. She has. Is she like, a one upper? She's a one upper because she's like, oh, well, that's really interesting. Well, I did. I participated in this uh, surgery today where we had to like, you know, cut a dog open and do open heart surgery. And I seems like I, a place shouldn't take dogs. <laughs> what do you mean? Just a lot of head cutting. Oh well, they look. That's only if the dog does something bad. Are there a lot of rabies? 
Uh, no, there's not. But so it's you just also... negative. Yeah, there's also <laughs> sucks for the dog. Yeah. Well, the dog no, is... no coming back from that. The dog is dead already. They're not. <laughs> oh, okay. Who killed yeah, the dog? Yeah, They're yeah. not oh, executing the dog. Yeah. Okay. Thank goodness. Yeah. Right. Right. Your question was bad. No, if the dog, like the dog, the dog. Oh no 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 no. That's a little different than thinking someone's drinking at work. Yeah. Being a little mistaken on the. Like he, said, he said Damn. they're cutting the dog's head yeah. off, so that's what was it's in not my head. Yeah. They're not. <laughs> For starters, for starters, Amy, it is completely different. Uh, for second parts, uh, no, no. So the dog, if a dog bites somebody and you got to put it down, uh, uh, then then that's they they perform that service, and then as part of the regulations for the state, you have to. That's a head. bad job. It goes into yeah. a freezer. Yeah, yeah not a great she, job. She says it's uh, probably the worst part of brutal. Of, yeah, the whole and it's all bad because you have to. And Chris thinks it's funny. No, yeah, say, no, it's the only person that thinks it's funny that dogs' heads are being chopped off is like. Ah! Chris can't Amy, control. Amy Chris can't control himself. If they put the black head over the dog first, the black hood, you know, over the dog before they take its head off. <clears throat> It's offensive to hostages. <laughs> it's offensive to yeah. Dogs. I was gonna say it's yeah. offensive to Rachel. Who's it? Oh not my offensive. god! Oh my gosh! No, I didn't ask oh, that. Boy. But that is, I. But I can't. I can't agree. You just. Right. You just Sorry. never know where this is gonna go. Never know. But I can agree that it is crazy the first time you hear it because I had the exact same reaction the first time that Megan dropped it on me. I was like, "That's no, that's not true." Like you're making no, that up. They don't. Them. They don't put the dog down every time a dog bites, though. No. No, there are rules around it. I don't exactly know what the rules are. I mean, are. the Biden dog, no offense. It's like 25 times. Yeah, they, yeah. There have to be specific circumstances. Yeah, and I think it. I think it is like a thing that you're ordered to do by... A court. Yeah, like the state or by the, the city or whatever. I don't think it's a... Chris, shut up. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Let's make more jokes about dogs having their heads chopped up. Amy <laughs> during a radio show. Can't wait 30 seconds till the break. Yeah. Whispering, to Amy, who is, <laughs> whispering to Amy, who is both in front These of a guys microphone. Suck. Both and in she's front over of here laughing like she's wearing headphones. <laughs> 121 DGS on KMOX. I saw something interesting last night. TikToking. Do you guys remember the old show Sliders? Mm-hmm. Where they were sliding between one timeline and another. Oh, I yes. do remember the it was show. Your, it was your boy Jerry O'Connell. Yeah, yeah, didn't watch it, but I remember it. So I, I watched it a little bit back then, and it was, you know, it was. I'm into that stuff, so it was, it was fine. Anyway, there was a bunch of uh, scenes from that last night. I figured out I wanted to watch it for some reason. Anyway, they end up in a timeline where there's only five hundred thousand people on the planet. And uh, our guy who literally wrote the book on overpopulation, Paul Ehrlich, uh, Paul Ehrlich said that that's the optimal amount of humans, 500,000 people. And in this episode, it was Valhalla. It was just absolutely ideal. Everyone had everything they needed, and it was amazing. But what really got me was, and we'll have to look up when this was. I'm guessing 20 years ago would have been that show. But they said, and in our world, there are 5 billion, and now there are 8 yeah. Mm-hmm. Did it really go? Did during Jerry O'Connell's adulthood yeah. did it go from five <laughs> to eight billion? Because we need to kill that mofo. Yeah. He's like, he's the one causing all this. Like last year it was six billion. It just no, it wasn't. I'm exaggerating. But it, it wasn't that long ago we were talking about hey, six billion people on the planet. Now we're yeah. eight. Sliders yeah. was only twenty five years ago, so we've added mm. three billion in twenty five years, which seems remarkably unsustainable. That's why I that's why I remarkably. I, 
That's why I like. I don't know if I necessarily agree with 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 Paul Ehrlich, but I also definitely don't agree with Elon when Elon says like we need to be having as many babies as possible. We gained three billion. We almost doubled the amount of people worldwide in twenty five years. If we double that again and have five billion in the next twenty five years, we just simply don't have enough room for five billion more people. Well, there's a lot of empty space, but it's very difficult resources. Yeah, a lot of it's difficult to inhabit. Well, that's the thing is though for it to be sustainable. Things have to change, right? I mean, the way you get energy has to change. The way you grow food is going to have to adapt and change. Will it? I mean, it's changed a lot in the last 200 years. All of that stuff has. So if it and with the change speeding up, like if you figure out clean energy as an example, because what was it a month or two ago? They they found they were finally able to repeat fission. Like nuclear fission, like if you can get that down, that's clean energy. That's but and also, it's and it's endless. Humans really, really hate being told they have to change. <laughs> no, but they don't. I mean, you're not going to be told. It's going to be adapt or die. Well, you wonder too about, and this is very sci-fi dystopian, but you understand now why they made these movies. That uh, how long? Ten billion, twelve billion, until people just go, nope, no more of this, no more rich people, no more billionaires, no more this. Uh, no, it's almost like a snowpiercer. Mm-hmm. Anyone seen that? Anyone this get is the that train, reference? right? Yeah. yeah. Where everyone in the front is rich and well taken care of. Everyone in the back is literally eating each other. Um, it's I, almost, I mean, how many people can you support? And maybe this is the best system to support 20 billion people. Well, what's interesting is, and, and I'm not 100% on this because I haven't like spent a ton of time, <laughs> but I've I've read a couple of articles and listened to a couple of people speak about population like apparently china has a crisis like a low birth rate crisis yeah. and we do we are in a place where our we're not our, you know our birth Someone rate now is not what it used to be explain that to me though like what we need the people for if to it's work, just consumerism then to work screw off i mean it's people so people can work like they're like when the when with the to do what though so like to, to provide products for all the people that are being sure born. I mean like but the but the boomer generation was really big and as they're going out of the workforce you need more people to replace that or you're gonna everything's gonna have to scale back and I don't know how that looks but also part of it is we need younger uh, we need a younger generation to take care of the generation that gets old right right because uh, they're living longer right and they need to be cared for. And that's one of the issues if, if younger generations continue to be smaller. I'm not saying that they are, but if that were, well, then they, those are the people that, like, we, all our lives, funded Social Security and all that because of the for, for the older generation. And then the younger ones will do that for us as we go. That's kind of how it all keeps working. I saw something, <clears throat> speaking of, like, retirement, taking care of people, Social Security, uh, that if you are paying in the most you can into social security that over a career you'll pay in about six hundred thousand dollars that had you invested it would give you about 1.9 million dollars and instead you're going to get about three thousand dollars a month which is about thirty seven thousand a year what a friggin scam that is right the problem is there will be people who don't save that money and then what do you do you just idle luck, see you, go live on the street. I mean, because that's what's well, going to happen. Well, there's got to be a better version than just taking more than half a million dollars of my money and giving me back a, a fraction of that. I mean, not me personally, because I'm clearly going to yeah, live to te- 138. Say, technically, years you could you could draw on that for 30 years. What's 40,000 times 30? I'll take the cash. Yeah. I, again, I'm not saying it. I don't, you have a point, 
The problem, the reason this system exists, though, is that a lot of people will not save it because. But the only reason the system exists is because they know we're not going to use as much as we pay in. Otherwise, there wouldn't be a system. Well, sure. Right. And again, and that's a bad system. The contract is essentially. Do I we didn't just, make a contract. No, well, the contract that's been made over time is that we make the decision. Do we just leave people behind? That's what it is. Or do we believe that we should so take care of people that don't have the us, money to do it? So most of us are leaving money on the table for our precious retirement. Not just precious like, I want a boat. No, but no, like, right. Like, I don't re- want to die. Right, right. So we're leaving money on the table big time so that people who didn't do the right thing or couldn't can live. How about people that just don't make money that they can save? They just don't make it. What do you mean couldn't, though? Like, it's they, they have minimum wage jobs their entire lives. There's, they, they spend everything they make because it's how they pay their rent. It's how guys. they buy their food. I mean, I think that's the point. That's the point. I, I'm kind of with Kevin on this. I mean, that's the reason if they didn't have to pay the Social Security tax, they wouldn't because they need it. And then when they work their normal jobs, sometimes they work multiple jobs, they're still struggling to pay rent. So would you choose to, okay, take a little bit out of my paycheck per week? To put away so that I can make money later down the road, you're probably not going to do it because you feel like so I got to take forcing, care of the essentials you're now. Forcing the 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 lower income people to save, and you're forcing the upper income people to save more than they're going to get back. Yes, yeah. And again, we can argue whether that's right or not. That's the point, though. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 135 DGS. So last night, Joe Biden uh, handily won the uh, the Democratic primary in Michigan, but was running against Uncommitted. And Uncommitted had uh, pretty good marketing behind it. You know, there are people out there saying, show your disdain for what's going on. And it was mostly, uh, you know, uh, not anti-Israel, but but pro-ceasefire. Uh, people who don't think that Joe Biden are doing enough to help the Palestinians and they're going along with Israel too much. And they got tens of thousands of votes. Uh, my question's less about that and more about what if we had Uncommitted on the national election? 
you know, we have kind of uncommitted because we have third parties and green parties and libertarians and all this kind of thing. Third parties that people like Wheeler and I can throw our votes away on. What if they had uncommitted? How do you think it would do? I guess it would do the same as a third party candidate, right? Because aren't people voting for third party candidates just because just they don't? It's the only other option. See, I feel like it would blow up. I feel like if it was a thing. And not you, an actual person. Not an actual person. I mean, you can have anyone on there you want. But I think I feel like if they if it was an option on on the presidential election to vote uncommitted and if PACs got behind it and said, like, you show these, you know, sons of bitches what to do, I think it would probably get more than any third party candidate. Yeah. Maybe, what if you considered calling it like a vote of no confidence? There you go. You know, like Another we don't have do any it. confidence in any of the people that are on the none, ballot. None of the above. Which means let's do it over again with different people. Do you guys agree? Wouldn't that be great that if we had that huge? power as voters hmm. where we could be like at an election? You know what? No, none mm-hmm. of them. None of them. We're going to vote no confidence. Give us new candidates across the board. I just wonder how many people would be motivated to go vote for nobody. I don't know. But if you, it depends on, I guess, how pissed off you are, right? Yeah. I, I would be. I would personally a, it, be much more motivated to go vote for that than I would voting for some idiot third party. My question would be, though, I think the implication when you vote uncommitted on a primary ballot like that, you're committed to the party. You're just not committed to the candidates. So I don't see uncommitted as third party voters. I see uncommitted as we'd rather have someone else, but they're still voting uh, Democratic. Because, I mean, in a primary, you're, you're going in to a ballot that's either you're declaring right. Democrat or Republican but I think in the it first would, place. It would work in a presidential election. If you were to, but again... We all understand how this works. The the, yeah. the two parties have so much power, this thing could never happen. I think they wouldn't want it. They, they would try to give some... It would be an embarrassment. Bull, exactly. That's exactly it. They'd give some bullcrap constitutional argument. It's because it would embarrass them. Yeah. Don't you think, though, that most people who are in that position are ultimately going to go, okay, I, I'm not someone who believes in, like, you're throwing your vote away, but a lot of people have absorbed that. Like, don't you think most people would go, okay, if I have a choice between Trump and Biden and let's say I'm a Republican and I can't get behind anything Joe Biden does, as much as I hate Donald Trump, I'm still going to vote for him and, I mean, rather than than just nobody. Right. Not me. Yeah. Well, again, if, 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 if I understand what you're saying. Yeah. Right, right. No. I could I could not live with myself voting for Donald Trump. Uh, I could live with myself voting for Joe Biden, but I don't want to vote for mm-hmm. Joe Biden. I don't feel good about voting for Joe Biden. And if I had an option that wasn't just, quote unquote, throwing my vote away in a way that someone goes like, oh, there's one more vote for this third party. If there was some sort of a representation of this sucks. Mm-hmm. I am really unhappy with this. I'm an American citizen. I'm paying my taxes. I showed up to vote and I'm using my free speech to tell you do better. Yeah. The argument against us, because I can hear Hancock and Kelly in my head saying, well, then all of us just need to participate more in the primaries and in yep. the beginning of That's all this. That's true. And, there it is. and the question true. is, since we have absolute historical factual evidence showing that we will not do that, <laughs> should we get our second chance? Should we get our mulligan at the end of the game when it's more serious? Because I don't, I'm not saying we should, but that's kind of the question is like, mulligan look like, like it's this, it's if we get to this point, maybe it's not November. Maybe it's when, when you have the conventions where, well, you can't really do that because nobody's going to vote then. But if you get to election day and people are like, nope, none of them. Then everybody has to submit a new candidate and start over. But you can't do that all over again. I get it. I I get it. To to your point, and this is is dumb. I know it wouldn't happen. But if it were 
Biden, Trump, or this sucks. I mean, literally, not just uncommitted, mm-hmm. but the language this yeah, sucks. Yeah. I honestly think you'd get it would win. way more votes. I agree. Because people are just, they're fed up. And again, uncommitted, you're like, well, uncommitted still feels real. Right. Yeah. Uncommitted feels like, well, I, I can't risk yeah. it with Trump. But I think Unless, if you had the third The problem box, with it is it, it would change nothing. No, because you're right. Just, every four years, you'd have a bunch. Point, yeah, I do think and, you and, could and get I think a pretty good number. You might be right that you'd get a lot of people to do it, but ultimately, what you would have is every four years, people vote for this this uncommitted because they think everything sucks and they still don't participate in primaries. So then, yeah. the following four years from then, you do it again. I don't know. I, I tend to disagree. I, I, these people don't like being embarrassed. And I think that if this were a real thing, there was really a box that said this sucks. What if and, that got it, a third of the vote? What if it got 30, yeah. Yeah, 33%? I think they're so shamed by that that they do change the candidates. Mm. Not that election. Right, right, right. But I think Down they're the like, we can't, I don't want to go through this again. Yeah. I don't want to have this sucks get as many votes as either of these but other But you still have to have did. a primary process, right? And you still have to have people participate yes. in it. Yeah. No, I mean, look, it's, there's no there's no perfect solution to it. Uh, because the average person isn't going to do the thing that we're talking no. about. What, what I'm saying, They're just not. Just so you're understanding, I'm like Amy. It's not going to happen. Yeah. Right, right, right. It's like a thought a fantasy. It, should, it's thought it yeah. should, though. We should have the right to express our First Amendment rights to free speech, and we should have the ability, we should have an option to show our disdain. Well, we also we all could also take to the streets. We have that right, too. True. And we won't. Because we have other things we'd rather be doing. I mean, like, if 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 uh, if 50 million people took to the streets tomorrow to make a point, don't you think that would make a point? Oh, yes. I'll, I mean, look, at, also, look at Israel when they had their protests. What percentage of their population was out in the streets making their point about the way the judicial reforms were going and that they didn't like it? I mean, it would. It, I think I saw it would be the equivalent of 100 million people in the U.S. doing it. If a third of the country was in the streets... It would get noticed and it would get changed, but if, we won't do it. If you guys were Team Trump, wouldn't you be concerned that 40 percent, 30 percent of a low voter turn? First of all, the, the, the voter turnout's been low yeah. for Republicans. So lack of, of enthusiasm. And maybe it's because, like, well, they know it's going to happen. So why am I going to waste my time? We know it's going to be the Trump right. But, you know, he's not he's only getting like 50, 60 percent. Which seems like a landslide, but when you go to a general election, if those same people don't support you, you have a really tough path. If I'm being realistic, I'd be concerned about it, but I'm also probably thinking, well, that 30, 40 percent, or I guess she's getting, what did she get last night, 26? Something like that. That the 26, 30 uh, is ultimately going to go with him. because they, Yeah, because they can't, they come home, they can't find themselves voting for Joe Biden, so that's who they're going to go with. Yeah, and it's it's... It just still comes back to this. If you don't live in one of four states, your vote doesn't matter anyway. Right? I mean, if you vote for Joe Biden in Missouri, it doesn't matter. Trump's going to win Missouri. And, and if you Michigan, vote for Trump in California, it doesn't matter. And Michigan is really important. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Michigan yeah. has a huge Muslim uh, uh, population mm-hmm. who don't like what Joe Biden's doing with, with Gaza. And that's I think that's really going to take center stage. Yeah, I think it's fa- that whole thing is fascinating to me cuz will they like the policies of the conservative side better? Cuz is it going to be any different? Like if Trump were in office right now, would he be handling it any differently with Israel? I don't think so cuz our policy is they're our ally. Right? Like as a nation, they're our ally. That's what we do. I don't know that that changes anything. I mean, if if you're not going to so I, I 
How do you weigh that against your other your other priorities? Maybe you will do it for a protest I'm vote, thinking, but will you go to November and be like, well, they're going to do the same thing anyway, so why, why would I vote for them? Thinking, too, as a thought experiment, um, and, and I analogize things to marriage quite a lot, and I, I think it, it's really apropos w- between the right and the left in our country. And let's face it, we only have the right and the left. That in the best of circumstances, it's a troubled marriage. It's not. It's never been like a happy marriage. It's never been like, oh my god, I'm so glad you exist, Tip O'Neill. Uh, but they they worked it out. Marriage is tough. They worked it out. You know, okay, we're going to do this. We're going to cut back on the cable bill. We're going to take the kids at Six Flags. Yada 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 yada. Now it seems. And I'm not sure exactly when this happened. That someone filed for divorce because now between the right and the left, it no longer feels like a. Very dynamic and textured and difficult marriage, but intact. We're we're doing this together. We're a family. Now it seems like, oh, I hate you, and I hate you. Well, you just watch and see because I'm yeah. going to crush you. Well, because now you've got the kids in the parents' ear. If you work with the other side on this, if you if you even look like you're compromising with mom, I'm going to be pissed. It's that's the difference now. Is that. For a lot of people, I don't think it's the majority, but it's enough that's to foul really things up. That's an interesting point. It's Mom a, and dad were pretty much on their own. Yeah. Before and, this. And, and now there are, I think the majority of people in the country want the sides to work together, compromise, give and take. But there's just enough of those who absolutely refuse to concede anything, just enough of them to foul the whole thing up for all of us. Yeah. But it, take, it doesn't take much to change it, right? It's small margins. When's the last time an election, a presidential election, was more than just two points difference? 52-48, 51-49, you know, or like 50.5 to 49.5. Yeah. Like the margins are close. It doesn't take much to swing it. And that's where the power has swung to super progressive people on the left and the super MAGA people on the right. Well, here's a, I think the border bill is a perfect example. It's literally bipartisan. You had Republicans, you had, you had Democrats, you mm-hmm. had an independent working on this. It has tenets that each side agreed to and conceded. That's literally compromise. And, the, and it would pass in the House. And the only reason it's not getting voted on is because there's a small percentage that would come after Mike Johnson if he puts it on the floor for a vote. That's... That's not what most of us want. And also what a, what a good person would do would be fine. I'm putting it on the floor, and if you want to get rid of me, get rid of me. That's exactly not what he should people. do. Yeah. Not enough people with any balls. Yeah. You know. Yep. Okay, let's do something, uh, something a little real, something a little meaty. New little Debbie items? Oh, yeah. Let me get Whoa. that pulled up. There's, uh, there's some new donuts that I was excited about. Let's get the actual name of them going here. But, uh, man, this was an attractive-looking article. You know how sometimes you see clickbait and you're like, oh, I'll pass that one by. This one Uh looks too good. So Little Debbie is introducing two new additions to their 2024 spring lineup, including the spring mini donuts and the new lemon mini muffins. Vibrant flavors and delightful packaging. I'm not sure when Hostess went to the dark side, but I'm solid team Little Debbie now. Yeah. Other than the Hostess Cherry Pies, which are still great. You know why? Because Hostess went away and then came back under mysterious circumstances. Mm -hmm. And now I kind of, I just have this like. Now there's just one guy working there. (laughs) Right. I just kind of have this distrust, like uh, the Revenant Hostess. Uh, And Little Debbie's, Little Debbie, Fudge Rounds have been there for me since I was born. (laughs) 
I fudge rounds were there for me. When no one else was. When nobody got me, I know fudge rounds. When you were getting kicked out of pools for not having a bikini top, yes, fudge rounds. Fudge, there was a fudge round waiting for me in the car. It'll be okay, little buddy. So I I can never turn against uh, the Deb. I kind of feel like host has got smaller. Yeah. Well, they all have shrunk. Shrinkflation has has little Debbie done it. Don't know. I became a dessert snob, and like the older I get, if anything, I don't like the prepackaged ones. I want to get them from like. Bakeries. And if stuff. anything, Little Debbie's has gotten bigger. Are they, I, I keep seeing the double stack fudge rounds now, Ooh. which is like a, a, a Big Mac fudge round. It's a fudge round, and then the filling, and then a fudge round, and then the filling. You want to hear something where round. I'm cheap? Like you guys know me, I, I'm not a big check, price checker. When I see tasty cakes, I'm like, oh, that's for rich people. Those are <laughs> yeah. good. Oh, Frank Ladd. But they're not as good as they used to be either. He had some cinnamon rolls earlier, and he said they were tasty cake brand, and they looked like they were from a bakery. Yeah. They're for real. That was the brand. Mm-hmm. Like when I was a kid, they were on the East Coast. We'd get them all the time at my grandma's house in Pennsylvania. And we were like, they're the best because you never had them. And then I had them recently. I'm like, they're not good anymore. I used to, judge, <laughs> my, <laughs> I used to judge my friends so hard. We'd go to Charlie's Market and get whatever. And it was either like a candy day or a you know hostess day. And he would get a banana flip. Remember oh, those? what is that? It's uh Kind of like did the banana ho ho, but yeah. shapes, shapes sort of like the moon. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Doesn't sound good. No. 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 Mm-hmm. How do you guys feel about moon pies? Nope. Not yeah. a big really? fan. Not a I marshmallow guy. Moon pies. I like them. I yeah. Like yeah. Enough. Yeah. You like moon pies or oatmeal cream pies? Both. I, can, I don't have to pick one. Well, I think you do. Which one do you like better is what she's saying. One got to go. I'm, if I have to, I would keep the cream pies, the oatmeal. The oatmeal. But yeah. if, you, if you eat a whole moon pie, Without drinking anything, you'll be dead. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> that should be one of those challenges, like the cinnamon challenge. It yeah. should be the moon like the pie Sprite challenge. challenge. Yes. Can you eat it without drinking anything? Yeah. Yes. Yes, I could do that. <laughs> now, see, there's a humane form of uh, execution. Here's your, here's your moon they pie. They should do sir. that with the dogs. Oh, man, come on. <laughs> I thought people were going to laugh at that. Oh. oh, now Rachel's I was, making... I was waiting for my oh, moment. Yeah. Everyone's like, oh. I thought it was funny. <laughs> You take the two dogs and you go, one got to go. <laughs> Rach overestimated our, our <laughs> how funny we think dog death. <laughs> Dark humor. I thought it was Here's funny. There's another way to kill a dog. Thanks, it's Ron. just, I, well, I was disappointed because earlier you kind of looked at me as if to say, why would you, you say something like that? His, yeah, you poo-pooed my thing earlier. What was yeah, your thing? Yeah, what you were saying was uh, terrible. You, you just got payback. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't even remember what I poo-pooed, though. That's yeah, something about the dog and the It was because he wouldn't stop laughing. And, it was so funny. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> the idea is funny. It's objectively funny. Mm. You know it's funny sorry. when you have to keep saying, it's funny. Yeah, it's funny. right, right. <laughs> it's it's funny. Everybody's quiet. No, guys, that's funny. It's, it's a, a good joke. sign. Well, a good sign. <laughs> I feel really comfortable that it's funny. It would make me so happy if uh. you did stand up. And that's, that was your that was your gig. Yeah, that happened yeah. to Larry like, David. That's funny. Larry that's David this. is objectively funny and used to chastise the audience for not laughing. <laughs> for you not guys don't know what you're talking about. The funniest guys all have to do that. Larry David's hysterical. <laughs> Larry David is hilarious. He is, but I mean, he's not not known for being one of the best stand-up comics for a reason. All right, you guys go whisper. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. 
Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 